Standing in a cornfield yesterday, Joe Biden blamed Donald Trump for the weather. <laughs> yes, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, oh, Claven, you Claven-like master of Clavanian wit. Your satiric humor stands at such a pinnacle of human creation, you can only be compared to yourself so that your image in our minds enters an infinite regress of self-reflection and all things seem to become at once Claven and the satire of Claven as written by Claven about Claven. And sure, I appreciate whatever it is you're trying to say, but in fact, I'm not making this up. Standing in a cornfield yesterday, speaking to an audience that was all ears, Joe Biden said, quote, and this is a real quote, Donald Trump's climate denial may not have caused these fires and record floods and record hurricanes, but if he gets a second term, these hellish events will continue to become more common, more devastating and more deadly, unquote. In a clarification issued later by a sentient human being, the Biden campaign explained that there was a perfectly reasonable explanation for why Biden was standing in a cornfield, and it had to do with his ongoing search for the guy who was turned into a jack-in-the-box and banished to that field by Billy Mummy in the famous Twilight Zone episode. The clarification went on to explain that when Biden blamed Trump for the weather, it was only because he remembered the old days when skies were blue and there was calm upon the face of the waters and peace reigned in the garden and God saw that it was good. But then orange man bad arose in the east like a blood red moon and weather came and the winds blew and the waters rose and death was over all the earth and the tears of an Indian chief fell because of the litter and the people were sad. After his speech, Biden continued his search for the jack in the box guy and has not been seen since. Trigger warning, I'm Andrew Clavin and this is The Andrew Clavin Show. Life is tickety-boo. Birds are winging, also singing. Hunky-dunky-dee-doo. Ship-shaped, ipsy-topsy. The world is a bitty zing. It's a wonderful day. Hooray, hooray. It makes me want to sing. Oh, hooray, hooray. Oh, hooray, hooray. All right, we are back laughing our way through the fall of the Republic. I, I want to issue my own clarification. Yesterday, I pointed out that on September 28th, my YouTube podcast will be moving off the Daily Wire YouTube channel and exclusively moving to the Andrew Clavin channel. That doesn't mean I, I'm not leaving the Daily Wire. That simply means the Daily Wire doesn't wish to be associated. They don't want to admit that I'm still at the Daily Wire. Uh, they're just ashamed. But but I am still with the Daily Wire. It's just a housekeeping thing. We're moving everything onto my own uh, YouTube channel. So please go over there and subscribe. It helps us a lot if you subscribe. And if you leave a comment and it is sufficiently uh, ignorant and ridiculous, we will read it on the show in order to lift the level of conversation here. Today's comment is from Spacey Casey, who says, Clavin is QAnon. Uh, there are no E's in WWG1WGA. And if you don't know what that means, uh, you may be stealing children. I don't know what, <laughs> what it means either. But anyway, the Clavinon uh, conspiracy continues. One of the things uh, that I find so disturbing about the present moment, I, I, I hope I'm not alone in this, I, I can't get over the philosophical stupidity of our friends on the left. These, I mean the people who are supposed to be our elites. They're supposed to be the cream of the intellectual crop. They're always telling us how dumb we are on the right because we don't have their college educations. And then the stuff that comes out of their mouth is so simplistic, so ignorant, and so absurd, it's hard to know even how to begin to respond. They're knuckleheads, basically. I don't, I don't think the Chinese flu is a hoax. But it doesn't take a major intellect to understand that there are horrible costs brought on by lockdowns, and those need to be considered when making policy, right? There are two sides. I can understand that people wear masks. They give you some small advantage in close quarters with other mask wearers. 
But the idea that there's no reason for a free people to question the overreaching mandates of the people in power, especially when those people in power have been so inconsistent, that's just dumb. Of course, there are two sides to the question. There are two sides to almost every question. Greenhouse gases may pose a danger, but supplying energy to the one superpower committed to freedom might also be something we want to consider. Avoiding religious hatred is a good thing, but it's fair to wonder whether a faith like Islam, for instance, might be inherently antithetical to Western culture. You can have sympathy with people who have gender dysphoria, and yet you can wonder if it's such a great idea to butcher a little boy because he played with a doll last Tuesday. These are discussions intelligent people have, right? Intelligent people talk about the two sides to an issue, but not elites and not their media. They are small-minded buffoons, and the stupidity is spreading like the fires they're setting in our cities. Surely the culprit is one-sided education, one-sided media, and one-sided entertainment. You can be elite and credentialed all you want, but if you can't hear both sides of an issue, you will become an idiot. Leftist elites are exhibit A. All right. Ancestry.com. You know, there are a lot of ways to find out your family history. And whichever way you choose, tracing your family generations back with a family tree or uncovering your ethnicity with Ancestry DNA, it's easy to get started with Ancestry. It's a network of genealogical, historical records and related genetic gene genealogy websites that you can tap into with an Ancestry DNA test. It will tell you where your ancestors are from, and Ancestry's billions of records and millions of family trees will let you discover their personal stories. You could find a famous relative or maybe a photo of your great grandma as a little girl. Whatever you find, it's sure to change the whole way you look at your family history and at yourself. You can start exploring your family story today. Head to my URL at Ancestry.com slash Clavin to get your Ancestry DNA kit and start your free trial. That's Ancestry.com slash Clavin. They have enough records so that if you search them long enough, you can find out how to spell Clavin. It's K-L-A-V-A-N. The mailbag is tomorrow. And you will, you want to go, <laughs> that's yeah! right. That is why you want to subscribe at dailywire.com so you can ask questions in the mailbag. Go to dailywire.com, hit the podcast button, hit the Andrew Claven podcast. There's a little mailbag uh, symbol in there. You hit that and you can ask me about anything you want. You can ask me about religion. You can ask me about your personal life. You can ask me about politics. And all my answers are guaranteed 100% correct and will change your life. Maybe for the better, maybe, who knows, but you'll find out. And if you want to send in a video question, we love getting those. We love seeing you. We love hearing from you. Uh, please keep them under a minute, though, because we don't have time to edit them. So keep them down under a minute, but you can ask your question there. You know, on uh, Twitter yesterday, they started putting out this news report that was weeks old about an anti-mask rally. I just want to play this to just illustrate what I'm talking about. Here's the anti-mask rally. It was covered as it was in Utah. Cut 11. Hundreds have gathered here in front of the Washington County Administration building, calling for the end of a mask mandate, saying they are tired of not living their normal lives. No more masks! No more masks! Not on the backs of my kids, or you're going to get more federal funding. That's how I feel about passionate call for action Friday morning in St. George. Several police officers on standby as many locals called concerns about coronavirus spikes overblown. The flu kills more than coronavirus. Others calling the virus a hoax or stating that asymptomatic carriers simply do not exist and they cannot be forced to wear masks anywhere as citizens of the United States. If we want to wear a mask, that's fine. We can take care of ourselves. So this, come, this again, this protest was weeks ago. It was back in uh, August, I believe. 
the, Twitter goes nuts and elite Twitter goes nuts. And it's the left. Oh, these fools, these dummies, these idiots, these, these little troglodytes. You know, I'm not going to say anything about in, any of those individual people. Obviously, each one of them is who he or she is. But there's just no question. There's no question that governors have overreached. In New York, they take your liquor license away if you criticize Andrew Cuomo or, or Bill de Blasio. They use typical Democrat techniques. Nice story you got here. It would be a shame if a health inspector came in and gave you a lot of citations that you had to pay for because you don't say nice things about Andrew Cuomo. In, here in California, I mean, we have the uh, Grace Community Church. Our friend Jenna Ellis is fighting to keep the church open, where, whereas they let protests go on unencumbered. They have uh, hit the church with parking violations because they don't want people preaching while uh, they're silencing people. How is it right? How is it right that a governor can choose which part of the First Amendment leaves you immune to the coronavirus and which part of it doesn't, which part of the First Amendment protects you? If you're attacking police officers, you're golden. But if you're praying to God, you're going to get sick and die. These are not these are not ridiculous ideas. It is not ridiculous to protest them. It's not ridiculous to be worried. A little bit of respect, a little bit of respect for the concerns of your fellow citizens would make you less of a moron than you are, despite your high level education. And that, that this is the stupidity I'm going to look at today because it's all over the place, especially especially when dealing with Joe Biden. Joe Biden made a speech yesterday that may have been the stupidest thing I have ever seen. New York Times headline, as Trump again rejects science, Biden calls him a climate arsonist. Not science. He didn't don't reject science. Please, please, not the great God's science. It's science. That... So Biden was going to make this speech in his basement, but then the campaign got uh, this request. Wish it into the cornfield. Please, sir, wish it into the cornfield. Please. <laughs> So they wished, they wished Joe Biden into the cornfield and he's standing out there in the cornfield with bugs crawling all over him. And here, let's just play one, this one clip. This is clip uh, 15. Meanwhile, Donald Trump warns that integration is threatening our suburbs. It's ridiculous. But you know what is actually threatening our suburbs? Wildfires are burning the suburbs in the West. Floods are wiping out suburban neighborhoods in the Midwest. Hurricanes are imperiling suburban life along our coast. If we have four more years of Trump's climate denial, how many suburbs will be burned in wildfires? How many suburban neighborhoods will have been flooded out? How many suburbs will have been blown away in superstorms? If you give a climate arsonist four more years in the White House, why would anyone be surprised if we have more America blaze? If you give a climate denier four more years in the White House, why would anyone be surprised when more of America is underwater? He was a bad man. So turn him into a jack-in-the-box. A jack-in-the-box that still had his bad face. <laughs> Please, son, wish him into the cornfield. <laughs> He is a jack-in-the-box with Joe Biden's face. None of the stuff that he says is true, by the way. It's like it's completely untrue. He, he starts out by saying that Trump is against integration in the summer. I mean, as if, as if, really. It's utterly ridiculous. Trump's not against integration. He's against enforced housing from the federal government that does, in fact, bring down property values in suburbs and the, and the, the people in the suburbs have a right to vote on in their locality and decide how they want to do it. But let's just play the way, the way this is covered because I want to just 
emphasize the stupidity of our press, the stupidity of our elites, these people who are supposed to be our thought leaders, how one-sided and idiotic they are. Here's Gloria Borger, who's the chief political analyst at CNN. She's not just one of the Indians. She's the chief. She is the chief. And here she is reporting a glowing review for this incredibly dishonest speech. I thought it was a very powerful speech on many levels because what he did was he um, took the argument on how the president has handled COVID and the argument about the, how the president is denying client, uh, climate science and joined them together and said he's anti-science. And he also turned the president's campaign on its head by saying, you know, uh, the president says your cities are going to burn. And he said, look, your suburbs are going to burn and they're going to burn from from wildfires. And so what you have in a candidate of uh, Joe Biden, it's so interesting to me. He started out this campaign by saying he was going to be a transitional candidate. What he's talking about here in terms of cli uh, climate science is transformational. So the thing about the suburbs burning is because the suburbs, of course, have extended further and further out. And so they're now in areas that are closer to forests, which has nothing to do with Donald Trump. But the one thing that Gloria Borger gets right is this is transformational. This guy is, uh, is saying he's going to spend two trillion dollars on this garbage in four years for four in the next in four years, two trillion dollars in his first term. And he has become uh, radical. He's be basically adopted the Green New Deal, which he is an absurd... He was a bad man. That's why I him into a jack-in-the-box. <laughs> jack-in-the-box that's still had his bad face. <laughs> he's a jack-in-the-box. The guy's a jack-in-the-box who still has Joe Biden's face. Kamala Harris, by the way, knows knows that she's he's now been pushed so far to the left that he is Kamala Harris. Here's a slip she made, a Freudian slip she made. This is cut eight. A Harris administration together with Joe Biden. Wish it into the cornfield. <laughs> Please, son, wish it into the cornfield, please. Uh, uh, Harris administration with Joe, but with with the help from Joe Biden, she's gonna she's gonna put a pillow over this guy's face just this minute he's elected. There are no more hurricanes. All of science shows there are no more hurricanes because of climate change. That is not true. There is there is very very little likelihood that the small uh, upsurge in the temperatures. Temperatures have gotten warmer uh, over the last century. Uh, very unlikely that this is contributing to forest fires, if it's contributing a little bit. Trump is right. Trump is talking about forest management. And by the way, you know, it is true that most of the forests in California, something like 57 percent of the forests in California are federally managed. So it's, uh, it's environmentalism all around. It's not just California's stupidity. I, I also just I loved this thing from Biden out in the cornfield is this is the thing it's destroying it's the end of the world, the end of the world coming through climate change, blacks <laughs> and minorities most affected this is cut 23. The unrelenting impact of climate change affects every single solitary one of us. But too often the brunt falls disproportionately on communities of color exacerbating the need for environmental, for environmental justice. Sorry, as a bug. <laughs> Speaking of the environment. <laughs> a bug crawling on him because he's standing in a cornfield. <laughs> wish it in the cornfield. Please, son, wish it in the cornfield, please. Oh, God, this guy, this guy is such a dope. And somebody's right. He's probably not even reading these things before he reads. He's probably not even reading them before he gives these speeches. But anyway, even Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, who met with Donald Trump yesterday, even he admits that there is truth to this idea that we need better forest management. What is happening is they're not letting fires burn, right? They put the fires out so they don't burn away the brush. And they have restricted 
forestry, I think, to save the spotted owl. So there's more brush there. It's a tinderbox. The whole state is a tinderbox. And that's what's happening. But even Newsom admitted to Trump that this, there was truth to this. This is cut 18. There's no question when you look past this decade and looking past almost a thousand plus years that we have not done justice on our forest management. I don't think anyone disputes that. I want to acknowledge we have uh, our U.S. forest representative here. The state of California, your administration just entered into a first type commitment over the next 20 years to double our vegetation management and forest management. I want to thank you for supporting that effort, funding that effort. We acknowledge our role and responsibility to do more in that space. You know, I, I just I just want to say that this is something that even environmentalists know now, right? They they it was a mistake. They made a mistake. They get hysterical. They want they try and stop things. They don't understand that the climate and the and the ecology is so complex that when you pull one string, something else unravels. They goofed. They goofed, and that's why the fires are burning as they are burning. And Trump is right. Trump is right about this. It's not denying science. It's like science, science is a process. Science is a way of finding out information. But at least the, the, the important thing is that the press is really on Biden. They're really grilling him with tough questions like these. This is cut seven. Really, your strength is in traveling around the country and connecting with people. You can't do any of that right now. Mr. Vice President, does, does that worry you? Why isn't Joe Biden angrier about all of this? When you hear these remarks, suckers, losers, what does it tell you about President Trump's soul? I want to ask, <laughs> I want <laughs> What's your take on the Republican convention so far? Do you think wearing a mask projects strength or weakness? You think the president of the United States is rooting for the violence because he thinks it helps him politically? You, you think he's actually rooting for violence? I wonder if you worry that this kind of language that comes from the president of the United States could deter some Americans who are tuning into him to not wear masks. Wish it into the cornfield. <laughs> please, son, wish it into the cornfield, please. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just can't stop. You know, this, this has gotten ridiculous. It has gotten ridiculous. The fact that this guy can come out, you know, again, I don't I don't even mind or I wouldn't mind the way they treat Trump, although it has become absurd. And I'll talk about that in just a second. I wouldn't even mind, though, the way they treat Trump, if they would treat everybody the same, if they would understand that there are power centers and power centers have to be played off each other. And each one of them has to be questioned in the old days, in the old days, when being a reporter was something you worked your way up. On And a lot of people who were reporters didn't have college educations. They were just smart people. They were people who had some kind of talent, uh, some kind of ability to see into things. And so they were kind of more working class and they questioned everybody who was powerful. Now they go to journalism school, but they never cover a school board meeting. They never cover. They never do stuff that I did. I covered town hall meetings. I made a lot of stupid mistakes covering town hall meetings and school board meetings. And I learned how to gather facts. I learned what the facts were and who, how the fact and how people lie and how no side has a monopoly on the truth. When you lose that knowledge or you never attain that knowledge, that's how you become stupid. And this coverage of Joe Biden is making people stupid and it's making the left Stupider than just about anybody. It is absurd. Wish it into the cornfield. All right. HR. HR can kill you. And you can tell that just by looking at my staff, right? If these, if we had an HR department like we should, these people would have been just destroyed. They would have been, you know, just hung out to dry. We would just have like heads on pikes. But when you are running a business, you've got to pay attention to human resources. There are wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations, and HR manager salaries aren't cheap. They're an average of $70,000 a year. Bambi, spelled B-A-M-B, 
B-E-E, was created specifically for small business. You can get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, and maintain your compliance all for just $99 a month. $99 a month, that is very different than $70,000 a year. With Bambi, you can change HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. Go to Bambi.com slash Claven right now to schedule your free HR audit. That's Bambi.com slash Claven, spelled BAM to the B-E-E dot com slash Claven, spelled uh, I, I, I clay to the V. I don't know. It's KLA. Just there are no E's. That's the important thing. Remember, there are no E's in Claven. I just make it look this easy. So there, there was one point in this meeting between Trump and Gavin Newsom that I really liked. It wasn't it wasn't Newsom speaking. It was one of the officials who was with Newsom and was saying, yes, yes, you know, forest management, but also climate change. And here is the cut. It's Trump's response is cut 24. One area of mutual agreement and priority is vegetation management. But I think we want to work with you to really recognize the changing climate and what it means to our forests and actually work together with that science. That science is going to be key because if we if we ignore that science and sort of put our head in the sand and think it's all about vegetation management, we're not going to succeed together protecting Californians. Okay. It'll start getting cooler. I you wish just, you just watch. I wish science agreed with you. <laughs> hey, well, I don't think science knows, actually. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. I, I love science. I'm a, a fan of like popular science. I read a lot of popular science. Uh, all I'm saying is there's, there's a lot of stuff that we don't know, a lot of stuff that we don't know. And this absolute certainty that they come out with is is wrong. It's not science. It's po- See, this is the problem. On the left, science is not science. Science is politics. That's the problem. And it, it, is, it is stripping science of its legitimate authority. It really is. And we, we should listen to scientists when they talk about science. But we don't have to listen to Anthony Fauci about the economy. We don't have to understand, say to ourselves, oh, Fauci is worried. He's a doctor. Doctors tend to be paranoid about people's health. Fine. That's I want my doctor to be paranoid about my health, but I don't want to be paranoid about my health. He gives me a lot of advice. I follow the advice that I think I can follow without ruining my life. We have to give science its legitimate authority. But when you use science to panic people, I mean, remember, this is the left of the people who tell you that a nine month old baby isn't a human being. It's okay to kill a baby in the womb after eight months. You know, this is the, the, you know, there's people who tell you that if you have a penis, that doesn't actually mean you're male or that if you're a male, you can still have your period. I mean, these are the people who talk absolute garbage when it serves their needs or there's no difference between the capabilities and ideas in the heads of men and women. No difference there whatsoever. So the science isn't science. It's politics. And when Trump says, I I think what he was joking when he said it'll get cooler soon, I think he meant the winter will come eventually, which is true. But he was also saying, I don't think science knows. Science doesn't know. Science actually doesn't know how much human activity plays into the fact that the climate has been changing for the warmer climates get climates get colder they get warmer. There was used to be a time when the Thames would freeze in London. That doesn't happen anymore. Climates get cold, they get warmer. We don't know exactly how much human activity plays into it, but it makes sense that human activity plays into it somewhat. We just don't know how much. And so Trump Trump is absolutely right in what he's saying. And the thing is, every time he opens his mouth, even if he says good morning, he gets attacked. Do you remember back in April when he gave this, he started riffing on things that might help? Uh, he was giving his those uh press conferences that he gave and he was riffing on things that might help. This is cut 25. And he said there might come some therapies for the Chinese flu that we don't uh, expect. 
So, supposing we hit the body with a tremendous, uh, whether it's ultraviolet or just very powerful light, and I think you said that hasn't been checked, but you're going to test it. And then I said, supposing you brought the light inside the body, you can, which you can do either through the skin or uh, in some other way. And I think you said you're going to test that, too. So this was the thing where they went off and, oh, he said you should inject yourself with bleach, which he didn't say. He was talking about different ways of attacking the uh, ultraviolet light was one of them. This was day after day after day. Dr- Trump wants you to drink bleach. Remember that? It was unbelievable. It was unbelievable disinformation. I just want to show you a report that just came on NBC. It's cut 26. From the subway system in New York to a restaurant in Arizona to this classroom in Missouri, UV light is now one of the weapons zapping the coronavirus. You just basically turn on a light switch and walk out the door. Ultraviolet light is a band of electromagnetic radiation that's invisible to the human eye. It's powerful, but has also been considered dangerous. But a new technology, far UVC, is safer. It's now being used to kill viruses, even with humans around. So now I'm wondering when CNN is going to run. You know that Trump was right about that. Trump did a lot of good. He said a lot of true things that we thought were. It was really we who were the idiots. You know that I'm waiting for that report. Hydroxychloroquine. Remember this? Oh my God, that, that one was unbelievable. The guy, you know, Trump says I'm I'm taking it. I've heard it might help. A new study finds that COVID-19 patients with acute respiratory infections may improve with a regimen of vitamin D3, hydroxychloroquine, and azithromycin. I mean, look, Trump talks talks too much and he talks off the top of his head. We know this. He's not a politician. It's one of the things people liked about him. But he's often right about a lot of stuff. And the thing is, when they talk about science, he's against science. The science isn't science. The science is politics. On Friday, I'll read this from the Wall Street Journal. Friday, Google's YouTube platform notified Stanford University Hoover Institution that it had removed a 50-minute video interview with Scott Atlas, a neuroradiologist and Hoover fellow that was published in June. Dr. Atlas has argued publicly that the social harm from strict coronavirus lockdowns is severe. YouTube's notice to Hoover says, listen to this, YouTube does not allow content that spreads medical misinformation that contradicts the World Health Organization or local health authorities' medical information about COVID-19. Note that YouTube has appointed, this is the Wall Street Journal speaking, note that YouTube has appointed the WHO as an arbiter for what Americans can see on the platform. The WHO has sometimes been swayed by China's Communist Party, and as recently as January, it relayed Chinese assertions that there is no clear evidence of human-to-human transmission. The reason they went after Scott Atlas is because Scott Atlas uh, has been... uh, Appoint, he's been given an appointment as a White House coronavirus advisor last month. That, that's why they went after him. So the science isn't science. The science is politics. You know, Woodward, this is a, this thing about this Bob Woodward book. The book is, it comes out today. The book is called I Hate Donald Trump So Much, So Please Like Me. Uh, or maybe it's called Rage. Maybe that's just the subtitle. So the, the, the big bombshell is that Trump said he knew that the virus was deadly, but he played it down. Something he told us himself in March, that he was trying to keep people upbeat, that he was a cheerleader for the country. He said this out loud in March, but this is the big bombshell. And here is the way Woodward is describing it. He said, well, we're doing everything possible. At at that moment, if like Franklin Roosevelt after Pearl Harbor had told the American people the truth, a lot more could have been done. Uh, it, 
it is one of those shocks for me, having written about nine presidents, that the president of the United States possessed the specific knowledge that could have saved lives. Uh, historians are going to be writing about the lost month of February uh, for tens of years. Okay, let's examine that claim, all right? Trump had specific knowledge that could have saved lives. Barton Swain, one of the most thoughtful writers over at the Wall Street Journal, he reviews the book today because the book this is the day of the book's release. Here's what he says about this. Trump's logoria, his big mouth, is a problem as always. But the idea that he knew the truth about the virus and misled Americans is stupid. It assumes that any early acknowledgement of the virus's deadliness must have entailed a clear and agreed upon set of policies. If Mr. Trump believed on February 7th that the virus was deadly in this reading, he should have come out gung-ho for an array of mitigating measures, perhaps including a nationwide lockdown. But not even the now lauded public health health experts were calling for major behavioral changes in February. On February 29th, which for those of you who don't own a calendar, is the end of February in a leap year. On February 29th, three weeks after Mr. Trump's deadly remark to Mr. Woodward, Anthony Fauci himself stated on the Today Show that at this moment, quote, at this moment, there's no need to change anything that you're doing on a day-to-day basis. The risk is still low. And on that same day, CDC Director Robert Redfield told reporters that the risk is low. We need to go on with our normal lives, unquote. Both statements are included in Mr. Woodward's book, but you don't get to them until pages 254 and 255. So if the health experts, the science guys, if the science guys weren't saying it. Why should Trump have been saying it? It's a completely bogus claim. It is another hit job, like the hit job from The Atlantic, that says, you know, that's going to get all this play and it's going to be accepted by the left. It's going to be accepted by the left as gospel because the left is stupid. And the left is not stupid because they have low IQs. The left is stupid because they have no information filtering into their brains that doesn't come from themselves. That will make anybody stupid. You know, I, I expect you, I, I'm giving you opinion journalism here, but I expect you to actually find other sources of information. And I get letters sometimes if I get it wrong. You've heard me. I think it was 1957. I got something wrong. Uh, you know, happens once. But, uh, but you know, I will, I will come on and correct it. But the thing is, they don't hear anything. They don't hear me. They don't hear Ben. They don't hear anybody talking but themselves because they they have populated the Uh, communications industries at every level with themselves. And that's what makes them idiotic. And and by the way, you know, when you speak about like the CDC, remember uh, we had Chris Rufo on, Um, you know, he, he put out something today saying the Center for Disease Control is moving forward with a critical race theory training program in violation of the president's executive action. Uh, but that came out, he brought this out and this is a stupid, you know, racial racist stuff, but he brought that out and, um, and in fact, it was immediately canceled right after he got the word out. So Chris Rufo, again, uh, doing good work. But if that's what the CDC is teaching, why should we turn to them for science? Again, their science is not science. It's just politics. Bespoke. Bespoke will bring some brightness to your day with a box of awesome. When you're sitting around at home, when you're not getting out as much as you used to, it is nice to have some of the awesome come to you. Bespoke Post has a customized box of awesome in the collections for guys guaranteed to upgrade your life. Bespoke Post only sends guys the best stuff 
every month. They sent me a DOP kit, which I'm still using. It is absolutely great. It's much better than the one I had because it's kind of collapsible. Uh, no matter what you're into, Box of Awesome, awesome has you covered. From style and grooming goods to barware, cooking tools, and outdoor gear, Box of Awesome has carefully built collections from every part of your life. Take a quiz at boxofawesome.com and your answers will help them pick the right box for you. Each box costs only 45 bucks, but has over $70 worth of gear inside. You can get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code CLAVEN at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code CLAVEN for 20% off your first box. And I know, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking to yourself, yeah, but how, how, do, you, how do you spell Clavin? It's K-L-A-V-A-N. There are no <laughs> I, was, I was just going to say that. Tonight at 9 p.m. ET, 6 p.m. PT, you want to be anywhere but here because Michael Knowles will be guiding you through President Trump's town hall aired by ABC News. If you want to listen to Michael Knowles, you should be here. Everybody else, run for your life. This is an all-access live starting tonight at 8.45 p.m. Eastern, 5.45 p.m. Pacific. You can watch on dailywire.com, YouTube, or Facebook, but you can only interact with Knowles if you're an all-access member. All-access membership also includes... That includes two leftist tears tumblers, as well as early and sometimes exclusive access to new Daily Wire products. Head over to dailywire.com slash Clavin now to get 15% off all access with coupon code WATCH. And while you're pretending to watch Knowles so you don't hurt his feeling, that will also get you into the mailbag tomorrow. Again, if you want to send a video question, please do, but keep it under a minute. But all questions will be considered, not just the video questions. And you can ask about anything you want and all your problems will be solved. So this issue with the press and the one-sidedness, it also creeps into this, these stories about Black Lives Matter. And the, remember the deputies who were shot, the L.A. deputies who were shot um, over the weekend, who are, thank God, apparently going to live. Um, but it plays into this as well, because, you know, in the Soviet Union, they used to have this thing called the double mind. They had different words for it. But the double mind was that there were some people in the Soviet Union who were there to censor the news. And it was their job not just to keep the public from hearing news that, was tell, that would tell them the truth about what, what socialism does to their lives and how socialism was making their lives worse than the evil capitalists on the other side. They had to, can't, they had to censor all that out. But they also had to believe the lies they told, right? It drove people crazy. They had to not just censor it out, but they had to forget they knew it. So they had to live in the lie. So they had this double mind. And that essentially is one of the things that our press creates because we can see in front of ourselves, we can see the violence of Black Lives Matter. We can see the fascism of Antifa and we can see what they're doing to our cities. And yet at the same time, we're supposed to think, oh, if I think that I'm a racist person, so I won't think it. I'll know it, but I won't know it, but I'll know it, but I won't. You know, that's basically what we're doing. And, you know, it is interesting. It is interesting to me that all socialism leads to this. All Marxist thought ultimately leads to lying to yourself and others because Marxism doesn't work. So you have to continue to lie as things fall apart around you, as your cities become uh, rubble, as your cities become covered with homeless people. You have to believe that it's your fault somehow for not liking homeless. You don't like homeless people. That's why you don't want them crapping on the sidewalk in front of your house. You're, you're evil. That's why you don't want uh, a, a 
you know, drug addict, uh, a drug rehab center built next to your property that you spent all your money on and saved up for all your life. You know, it's something wrong with you that you expect other people not to be criminals, that you expect other people to get a job and get an education and take care of their own kids. That's something wrong with you. You have to keep telling these lies to yourself. Otherwise, the society comes down on you. Heather McDonald is, uh, writes about the riots, the protests that are taking place in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, after police shot a man who was rushing. I mean, the picture is un- incredible. It was taken on the cop's body cam. It is this lunatic rushing at the cops with a butcher knife, basically. And they shot him. Uh, it, it, Heather explains it. She says, in Lancaster, an officer responded to a domestic violence call at a residence where a man had stabbed four people last year. As the officer approached the house, a female escaped out the front door. A man, the suspect from the previous slashings, then emerged and ran at the officer, brandishing a knife over his head. The officer shot him, as the officer was by all appearances legally authorized to do, to stop the threat of deadly force. 27-year-old Ricardo Munoz died from the officer's gunfire. The response from the quote-unquote community after this summer of lethal cop hatred was predictable. Rioters pelted Lancaster cops with bricks, glass bottles, and sharp projectiles ripped from road barricades. They smashed the windows of police cruisers, the downtown police precinct, the post office, cafes, and stores. They torched a dumpster dragged from another part of the city. They pulled street signs and bike racks out of sidewalks to use against the police. The murderous chaos is hardly surprising. Heather McDonald says virtually the entirety of the Democratic political class stayed silence this summer as cops became punching bags for criminals and anarchists. And again, I mentioned this yesterday, but again, the logic here is the society is so evil that to be a criminal is not to be a criminal, but to be an ordinary person who lives in within the rules of the society is to be evil. That's what they're telling you. They're telling you that this illusion you have that a mom who takes care of her children, a husband who supports her, got people who save up and buy a house, people who work for a living, who get an education, who tend to their children and make sure their children uh, get educations, who tend to their marriages and make sure they don't get divorced so their children aren't driven crazy. That Those people are the criminals and the criminals are the good guys because the criminals are rebelling against the evil that is inherent, is just in, uh it completely fills the society. That's the logic that you're being told. And so you have to hate yourself for being a decent person and love the person charging at you with a knife instead of blowing him away as he so very richly deserves. So in other words, our police guys are the bad guys. And then when people see this, because people can still see it, we're not quite Pravda yet. People can still see it online. They can't censor everything. It keeps coming, getting through. YouTube tries to censor it. Twitter tries to censor it, but yet it gets through. When that happens, they have to start making excuses. So suddenly on The View, for instance, they're telling us, oh, no, 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 that that, that shooting deputies, because they, by the way, that picture I showed you yesterday with a female deputy with a bullet in her jaw is putting a tourniquet on the male deputy, which apparently saves his life. Uh, that, that, that picture was not on the news anywhere. They didn't want to show you that. They didn't want to give you any, any sympathy for these evil police officers. By the way, just before I get to the view, I should mention, I don't think I, I think I forgot to mention this. There has been historically some bigotry, especially back in the 90s in the LAPD. There's been bigotry and corruption that was in the LAPD. The LAPD has reformed a lot, but not in the sheriff's department. The sheriff's department has always been very awake to the problems in minority communities. And so that, that really uh, even tagging them at all with some historical thing is just wrong. So here's the view basically trying to sever Black Lives Matter from the violence that has clearly been inspired by Black Lives Matter. 
There's no proof that there's any connection to demonstrators. I want to point out there is no there's no proof that this shooter has anything to do with Black Lives Matter. They don't they don't know right. who it is. That's why they're asking for the public's help. So I don't want to marry those two things when we don't know if they're connected. You can't conflate the two. And I don't know anybody that would support this sort of violence. Black Lives Matter does not support this. Joe Biden doesn't support it. Kamala Harris doesn't support it. More voters classify BLM unrest as riots rather than protests. And that is scary because that's feeding into this narrative that the Trump campaign has been putting out and there. So this is manufactured right. by the Trump campaign. So here's a coverage of a Black Lives Matter rally early on, by the way. This is cut 10. In Minnesota, chants from Black Lives Matter protesters are drawing disgust from police. The protesters took to the streets Saturday in St. Paul outside of the state fair, yelling, quote, pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon, end quote. <laughs> so those ladies on The View were looking into the camera and lying to you. They're lying to you. That's what they're doing. They're lying to you. They're telling you you're not seeing what you're seeing. You don't know what you know. You're supposed to develop the Soviet double mind where you know it's happening, but you don't know it's happening because if you know it's happening, you're a bad person because you're supporting the evil of capitalism and the evil of American society, which we know is systemic racism because something, something, something. That's the, what they're selling you. That is the idea that they're selling you, that your consciousness, your alertness, your awakeness to the truth is a false consciousness, that you are the problem. It's not the criminal. It's not the guy rushing at you with a knife with a problem officer. It's you lifting your gun against that poor fellow who's only a product of this corrupt society that you as a police officer are defending. That is what they are selling. And they won't come out and say it because once you start to say, well, hey, wait a minute. Hey, wait a minute. Black Lives Matter has been screaming at the cops, throwing things at the cops, throwing Molotov cocktails at the cops, condemning the cops, screaming and telling us how bad the cops are, telling us that everything is systemic racism. Then a guy blows two cops away or tries to blow two young deputies away. And that has nothing to do with Black Lives Matter. Eh, but, you know, how could you even think? How could you even think such a thing? What is wrong with you? And this is, you know, this to me is what makes the left so stupid is they're not allowed to think what they think. You know, I always used to tell people, I always used to have this expression, don't believe what you don't believe. Don't have things come out of your mouth like, oh, there's no such thing as good or evil. There's no real morality. There's no objective morality. When that comes out of your mouth, like I always just want to punch the guy in the face and say, how is that? Was that okay? Was that all right? Was it fine for me to do that to you? You know, is that fine? <laughs> because, of course, there's an objective morality. There are gray areas. That's not the same thing. But, of course, there's an objective morality. It's like people tell you these things. They, they believe what they don't believe. The press, the entertainment media, and most of all, the academy, where all of this starts, have engineered this. And they have turned the left into idiots. Credentialed, well-educated, well-dressed, well-spoken knuckleheads. One final reflection, I have to say, is this ending on a, uh, an upbeat note. A California church, this is from The Blaze, a California church is making headlines after nearly a thousand people showed up to be baptized on Saturday at Corona Del Mar State Beach in Newport Beach, California. This is something we do in California, baptize people in the ocean because we got the ocean. Uh, Gina Gleason, church director at Calvary Chapel Church in Chino Hills, told CBN News that the event, which was a record showing of baptisms for the church, was absolutely remarkable. California may be experiencing a spiritual revival. It's remarkable and a significant number, uh, she said. You know, I've been pre saying, predicting that there would be a spiritual revival, a Christian revival, not a spiritual revival, a religious revival uh, for a long time. And I want to just tie this in. I was talking yesterday about cuties 
and the epidemic of child abuse that is going through our society and the epidemic of sexualizing children. Because all these people saying, oh, these right-wingers attacking cuties, they think it's QAnon, it's QAnon, it's, it's a crazy conspiracy theory. We have seen on television where a transvestite little boy is held up as some wonderful thing as he dances around in a sexualized manner in front of people cheering for him. We've seen that on the network news where they do that. We have seen them promoting all of this stuff, all child sexuality. In a world without the spirit, the flesh is everything. In a world without God, sex is the manifestation of your identity. Your sexual life is your identity. The purpose of life is to live into the person you were created to be. But if you take that purpose away, if you take God away, all you're left with is your loins. That's all you're left with. And that's why you get ideas like Freud that everything, everything in the world comes from uh, the erotic zone. That's where it all generates. It all comes from that because there's only two ways to look at life. You can look at life as, as a wholeness, as a, that you're a whole person meant to come to fruition as a whole person, or you just become a meat puppet filled with chemicals. And that's what the left is selling. And so ultimately, ultimately that idea leads to misery and ultimately people will show up and start asking God, pull them out of this rut that the materialists have gotten them into. All of them, as far as I'm concerned, should be wished into the cornfield with Joe Biden. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. I'm Andrew Clavin. This is The Andrew Clavin Show. Get in the mailbag and all your problems will be solved. Wish it into the cornfield. Please, son, wish it into the cornfield. Please. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, give us a five-star review and also tell your friends to subscribe too. We're available on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Ben Shapiro Show, The Matt Wall Show, and The Michael Knoll Show. Thanks for listening. The Andrew Clavin Show is produced by Robert Sterling. Executive producer, Jeremy Boring. Our technical director is Austin Stevens. Supervising producer, Mathis Glover. Assistant director, Pavel Wadowski. Edited by Adam Saivitz and Danny D'Amico. Audio mixed by Robin Fenderson. Hair and makeup, or head and makeup, is by Nika Geneva. Animations are by Cynthia Angulo. Production assistants, McKenna Waters and Ryan Love. The Andrew Claven Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2020. President Trump gets nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize, not once, but twice. Even a Democratic governor admits that the president is doing a good job. And meanwhile, the left broadly encourages more riots. Check it out on The Michael Knowles Show. <laughs>